This is Alyssa Hidalgo, and you are listening to The Golden Life Podcast. If you are a woman and you are listening to this podcast, I want to personally invite you to our online community, Just Sweet Woman. Our community is made up of women from all ages and all walks of life that are committed to daily empowering one another, sharing what we know, giving real tools and resources for growth, and that are committed to learning to live the life that we were created to live. I absolutely love every woman in this group, and I would love to extend that invitation to you. You can find us easily on the Facebook search bar. Just type Je suis woman, J-E space S-U-I-S space woman, and we are a private women's only group on Facebook. Hope to see you soon. Welcome to this week's episode of The Golden Life. I am so thankful for this interview with Philippa Bouyens. I think that this could not have come at a better time, and I'm very grateful that she has been able to share her time with us and give us some valuable information on what we can do right now against the fight of human trafficking and the most important things for us to be aware of, not just with our children, but with our government. Now, Philippa is a writer and filmmaker. She's the co-author of Women of Influence Devotional. She was the screenwriter for Eight Days Film and I'm Not Ashamed. Her and her husband are, in my eyes, heroes for what they're doing. This topic is dark, it's hard, and the truth is it's easy for people to look the other way because it's such an uncomfortable topic. It's hard, it's a hard truth. And I just want to encourage you to listen to this episode till the end and do your own research. I think that with the movie Out of the Shadows coming out and so many actors and actresses and athletes and survivors coming forward, sharing their stories, sharing what they know, it is a time of exposure and man, is it time. So again, thank you for listening to this episode. I'd love to hear what you think. I'd love to hear more questions. She has given us tons of resources of places to look. So I will be posting that in the comments of this episode along um, with all of our social media accounts. So here it is. Philippa, thank you so much for being with us today. I'm really excited for this interview. I know that it is timely. So would you go ahead and introduce yourself to everybody? I can't wait for everyone to get to know you. Yes, thank you, Alyssa. Thanks for having me. My name is Philippa Boyance, and I'm a screenplay writer and filmmaker. Um, I wrote the feature film Eight Days, as well as I wrote on I'm Not Ashamed. Uh, but eight days was specifically to combat human trafficking in the United States. So we started uh, making that film in 2013. So, you know, about a year or so prior to that, really started studying and delving into human trafficking as my, my sister-in-law, my husband's sister, her name's Alonka, um, she started going through a lot of... Um, rehab and therapy and coming into her own as um, her mission to fight human trafficking because she was um, abused and she was trafficked and she's a survivor. So now she has a ministry, but like during that time, she was really starting to get into it. So it was, it's been a seven plus year journey. And wow. So that's kind of um, how it all started. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so tell me a little bit about the film that you made. 
So the feature film is called Eight Days. And the reason we chose that is because statistically, if a child is missing for more than eight days, it's statistically nearly impossible to find them. So when we started researching this and writing this, I had a mentor come into my life and she knew a lot about trafficking and I didn't, but God just kept bringing all this, all the trafficking stuff to me. And I'm like, I didn't know what it was. I didn't know what to do about it. And she said, you can write. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I can, but I definitely don't know enough. Um, but God convicted me that, you know, this was important to him and this was something I could do. So that's what I started doing and just dived in research. And so it takes a lot of stories around the U.S., um, different forms of trafficking, different ways this can happen. And it highlights some of those. Um, we follow the girl that is kidnapped um, that's missing for eight days so that the mother and the family fight with her to get her back. Because a lot of these kids, statistically only 1% of children, when you see a missing persons report or you know an Amber Alert, that's only 1% of the kids that go missing. Wow. A lot of these kids don't have anybody to look for them. They're usually um, foster kids and runaways are, are bigger targets, but you know, this happens everywhere. This happens in high profile neighborhoods and you know, urban districts too. So it hits a lot of different areas. It's such a hard topic, isn't it? I don't know how you guys can hang. It's, <laughs> it's a lot. Yeah. Um, so I know right now there's some, a lot of things circulating. Um, there's new movies that have come out, like Out of the Shadows. There's just so much information. Um, I've been seeing different accounts of survivors that are coming out and talking about their story more. So, you know, as somebody who's, I don't want to say disconnected from this because I'm very passionate about it, but I'm definitely not, you know, making films and working in legislation and doing big things um, yet. But what do you do? Like, how? Like, you know, you, you see these things and it's devastating, you know, like just devastating and there's so many tears and you feel awful. But after that, there has to be an action, you know, at least, I mean, for me, like love is action. So what, what can I do? What can a normal person do at the beginning? Well, that is the most important question. And that's the reason um, I felt <laughs> like I had to make this film is we need to know about this. These lives are important. Um, and I wanted people to care. And that's where action starts. Like if you don't care about something, you're not going to stick with it. You're not going to get it done. You're not going to, it doesn't matter if you do anything. Yeah. So you have to care. And thank you for caring. <laughs> and thank you for bringing awareness to this. Um, I'm a firm believer that everybody has gifts and abilities that they can use individually to help. I've run into so many people, um, there's, there's tattoo artists and tattoo parlors that will cover up pimps, tattoos, and brands um, on girls. There's, I mean, there's counselors, there's rescue workers, there's people that, you know, search um, nurses that have trained their staff. There's educators that have trained their school. There's kids that will go into police departments and like, and make sure that they know what's going on too. When we started out, that's kind of where we were because a lot of people didn't know what trafficking was. 
Um, and it's definitely come a long way. So there's a lot people can do. The big thing I'm focused on now, because it's been seven years and more people know about it, is um, we showed the film a few years ago and we had people um, afterwards doing a panel, like police officers, social workers, and this 20 this something guy comes straight down to me afterwards. And I'm usually like, I, I'm not the, I'm not an expert. I'm the, <laughs> I'm the writer. I'm, you know, but he comes down to me and he goes, I had no idea I was part of the problem. Mm. Wow. Like you need to make another film. You need to do something. My friends need to know um, that we're contributing to this. And so um, like with these, these films that come out, it's kind of where I was at seven years ago is we thought this was something that happened overseas. Right. And then it's like, no, it happens here. Yeah. No, it happened, it happened to my sister-in-law, but it happens at, at our local schools. It happens within churches sometimes. I mean, it's, it's bad. But today, um, I think we need to start taking personal responsibility for how we've allowed this and contributed to this. Um, personal responsibility. And this isn't a fun thing, but I think if we can do this, um, take responsibility for ourselves, for our mm -hmm. families and our communities, we can really start changing this because the reason trafficking is happening is because there is demand. Mm -hmm. um, there, there are people that want to buy children for sex. And that's a very ugly truth. Um, like you've seen in the documentary you've watched, um, it yeah. gets worse than that. But yeah. um, that's the reason there is trafficking is because there's a demand. So the reason there is a demand and there is such a large demand is because we've created it. The United States is the number one consumer of <laughs> pornography, of adult entertainment. Yeah. And um, we're also the number one consumer of prostitution and sex acts. Um, it's not that the amount of sexual acts that are being traded are higher than some countries, but the amount of money that is involved in it is higher. And it's, um, we're, yeah, we've made it a business and it's really, really bad. Um, human trafficking is you know, up there with drug and, and illegal arms trafficking. Um, it's, it's really bad. So the way we contribute to that is we created content and we try and make it okay. Like it's normal to um, things like Pornhub, mm -hmm. really popular. And I know it's really popular in the quarantine stage right now, but there are multiple, there are thousands, probably hundreds of thousands of videos of forced rapes. Oh my and um, trafficking victims on those sites, and there's no, there's no check for consent or check for age anywhere to upload content. So it's filled with trafficking victims and minors, and obviously rapes and things like that. And people will specifically search for rapes. So um, <laughs> we and we there are people that push that this is okay, that this is normal, that this is healthy sexual behavior to glorify these things and to use them as entertainment. And it's an addicting thing. So 
once that's not enough, you look for more violent acts and then you want to, a lot of people want to start acting out those things. So it's a, that's creating demand. That's how it works. And it's to the point where, um, you know, we have a lot of legislation that has been trying to push um, legalizing sex work in different states. Yes. <laughs> it makes me, it just makes me really sad inside um, to go on social media and there are, there are girls that will fight for legalizing sex work. So, and I think I wrote one time, um, the best slave is the one that thinks he's free. And one girl said, no, 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 you don't understand. I love, I love this kind of thing. And I'm like, I just want to be like, but you deserve so much more. Like, even if that's something that you somehow think you love and you need now, it's, you deserve so much more. People deserve more than to be objectified yeah. and to be used. And another thing pornography does too is it grooms um, victims. Yeah. A lot of pimps, they use pornography to train their, their girls. So it's, a, um, <laughs> and a lot of buyers use pornography too to, um, as what they want. Um, to be performed so it's yeah there's a lot I, I can talk about this for a long time I know it's not no but I do so so besides because I mean I I don't I'm so like it's overwhelming to me but besides that so when we say taking personal responsibility can we go back to that just a minute what are other things that we could be doing that could take personal responsibility what are some examples you think of things that we could start doing like right now? Um, well, kind of with porn too, there are a lot of resources to help um, you and your family. Mm -hmm. There are apps that you can use. Um, I'm going to just list a few of them that will yes, help. Please, please. Um, Circle, there's a Circle app, Covenant Eyes, Net Nanny, Bark. There's quite a few other ones, but start if you need help, there's also a lot of resources online too. We have um, an anti-trafficking site and organization ministry called sharetogethernow.org. You can find other resources too, but those are good ones. Um, monitoring yeah, yourself and your family is really important. Kids, if you're a parent, you need to really start um, being more vigilant, protecting your kids when they have downtime um, a lot of kids to they need attention different different kids different um, socioeconomic regions they have different um, things that they need or they're more um, prone to so a kid that has less money if the pimp would approach them with giving them things mm -hmm. um, so it's but a kid that has more resources um, they are looking for more of a romantic relationship or attention. So those kind of things you have to be more vigilant and careful of and aware of. And these predators, they like to spy on kids and talk to them online. So you really have to be careful with all of these apps that have a messaging feature. 
I even oh, saw <laughs> an article about a guy that was contacting kids over the, the YouVersion Bible app. Wow. Yeah, it's not just TikTok. It's not just, I know it's it's not just TikTok. It's not just Instagram, um, or all these different ones. But even YouVersion. So literally, YouTube has a lot of. I'd be very careful with YouTube too. But any any app that has a messaging feature, you need to be really careful of. Um, like, I <laughs> because of all the stuff I know, I'm totally. Like, I'm not sure I want my kid to have a phone to be able to, to message like that. Yeah. So it's, um, those are things you have to look out for, for sure. So those within the family are kind of my, the ones I'm most careful of. My husband's very into situational awareness, mm -hmm. you know, looking at what's right and what's wrong, just being aware. It's harder when you have multiple kids, for example, to go to a, a store like people that are more aware will notice people if somebody's paying attention when they're not supposed to or they feel like they're being followed those kind of things um it's very yeah it's very easy to lose track of a kid if you have multiple kids or you're not paying attention so at a park at stores things like that so as a family we also encourage parents that are involved in, with other kids to watch out for the other kids too because your friends, your kids' friends are very influential in their lives. Yeah. They may not have a good home life or something may be going on with them and you have to pay attention to that too to be able to help them and to help your kids. Yeah. So it's just being aware in your environment and in your circle taking personal accountability, personal responsibility, and just kind of move outward to your family, your family's friends, as much as you can. Um, we have a lot of people that talk to their schools and their churches and make this a, a focus um, where they will talk to kids and uh, make them aware. Like we even, we've shown the trailer to eight days um, in a lot of places. And one of my favorite testimonies is we had a, a mom say my 15 year old girl decided not to go meet her online boyfriend at a secluded location because she watched this so oh. <laughs> i know so you have to be aware and i think when we're kids too we don't um we are a little more naive so it's hard to talk to your kids about some of these hard things but it is important too so find a way even when it feels like they're not listening that's why we made the film um, yeah. not a documentary it's a it's a film to see how these things play out wow. oh my goodness so i see that it's like every time every topic every question is like so heavy with this you know you're like oh my goodness we could talk for the next hour just about this how do you not and i'm asking from a real place right now how do you not live in here with this it's definitely changed me a lot especially as I've become a mom and yeah. I've kind of had to step back a little bit because I've become even more emotional and, and feeling yeah. in that face um, but I I definitely am more jaded I think I I was very sheltered when I grew up 
-hmm. never talked about bad things. Mm -hmm. So when bad things happened, you didn't know what to do. Um, and nobody would talk about them. <laughs> so that's not healthy either. But um, I, there was something that I loved in seeing the best and the good in people. And I try to still do that, but I am more aware and more in tune and, you know, unfortunately less trusting of people, but um, yeah. trust is earned too. So I try to always believe the best in people, but I am, my eyes are more wide open. Yeah, absolutely. As far as things, you know, in the, in the documentary that was released the other day, which I mean, I think it was like three days ago and last I checked, it was almost at 6 million views, which is huge. Yeah. But I'm also thinking like, oh my gosh, all these people are seeing this. Tons of them have to be parents. They're probably like, oh my goodness. I mean, it's showing things about TV shows and all, you know, music and artists that we all celebrate and love. And you're just like devastated and also feeling guilty. You're like, how was I so naive? Or how was my, how were my eyes so hazy that I didn't actually notice some of these things? Even in uh, our, my online women's community, they're just like, someone tell me, what can I do? I feel like one of the big things is to stop watching. Um, I grew up in entertainment. My, my mother owned an agency. She taught modeling and acting. Like it's, the world I came from and but also very Christ-centered like she would baptize students in their bathtub and give them a graduate <laughs> it was a weird juxtaposition of worlds to me um, to I think other people but entertainment is a very powerful thing our words are powerful um, when we speak there is life and death in our tongue because we're made in the image of God no matter who we are so entertainment is really powerful. Um, I stopped watching the news, mainstream media in 2008. Um, wow. After the Obama election, I got sucked into it and I was getting heart palpitations, like just watching this. And I, I'm super sensitive to my emotions, but I realized this is not healthy. Yeah. The way I'm feeling like this is affecting me. And um, the verse, do not be fooled, bad company corrupts good morals. Mm. So like, no matter who you are, if you are watching something repeatedly, could be porn, <laughs> could be yeah. Disney, um, it affects you. Yeah. So we're not immune, no matter who we are, it is affecting us. So um, stop watching because most of our media is controlled by bad people if you research it um stop supporting it don't give them money stop watching um that is a huge thing to me in this moment you know we we're going through this quarantine this government shut down and i've been praying so much been praying since i knew about the um the the letters that were released and the, the whole pizzagate thing um which has a lot of truth in it um but I've been praying, Lord, expose them. This has to be torn down. And when the government shutdown started happening, I'm praying, I'm like, God, what are you doing? What are uh, you doing? And I, I keep hearing things like, um, I'm revealing things you've been enslaved to. Wow. 
and um, I'm answering your prayers. Things that we have idolized that have, we've been enslaved to are being torn down, like sports, like, like Hollywood. They can't create anything right now. Um, and when we, you know, the Passover just happened, and I'm getting a lot of words too about how God is preparing us to leave Egypt kind of thing. So when we leave these things we're enslaved to, like we can't go back to them. There's a reason this is happening. God wants to set us free from some things. He's revealing things and he wants to set us free. Um, so I would just be prayerful and cautious about trying to go back to them. Yeah. Um, because I think this is a moment where God is revealing and he wants to set us free. Um, this stuff is being exposed and I'm so, you know, as hard as it is to see, I'm so thankful that people are seeing because it needs to be exposed and it needs to be torn down. Um, so that's important that people are aware of it. So stop watching, stop supporting it. It does affect you. Um, there are some good things you can watch um, and, you know, just be careful and aware of it. But um, it's a lot of Christian things that are pretty good. We watch Superbook a lot. It's from CBN. Um, but what, um, but there's a lot of different Christian networks you can look at too that are great. Um, but that's kind of, it affects, it, it influences you. So that's my thing. No, I, I appreciate that. That's good. I think the same. I just feel like at this point, there's been a line in the sand and it's like, okay, the whole, I didn't know, or, well, I'm not sure, or that wasn't clear. No, no, we saw <laughs> that's enough. Like, I don't know what else somebody could possibly mean to believe in, in Pizzagate and all of that. And all you have to do is just a tiny bit more research. At this point, it's like, okay, the line is in the sand. Where do you stand? Whose side are you on? And I will be on the right side of history. I know whose team I'm on and I know whose team I'm not. Something else that's important. Um, I see a lot of Christians try, we've tried to separate ourselves out of society too. And we can't do that either. Um, that's what happened to the, um, the rating system with movies is the church used to be very involved really on the board of rating movies and then they're like this is the devil's work and they left oh no so the um the content got really really bad really quickly because the church wasn't there so <laughs> the church can't step out of politics we can't step yes. out of entertainment we have to vote we have to vote bad yes. people out um, but we have to be involved too, because otherwise, that's why we're here. You know, yeah. I'm very passionate. There's a reason you woke up this morning. There's a reason you're alive and you have to show up. Um, you have to, God's given you specific abilities to accomplish what he's called you to do, but we have to show up every day in our families individually. And that's just citizens. So yeah. no, that's really good advice. I hear, I hear a lot of people say that like that were mentors of mine about like the Jesus movement back in the day. Like everybody was so focused on, Oh, God's coming back. Like we don't need to be in this. We don't need to go after that mountain. I don't need to get into politics. And then what happened? Yeah. I hope that by doing this podcast, by trying to spread the word as little as we're able to do just on this right now, that it would make people reflect and think, okay, what it like taking a self-examination of how am I supporting by watching by money, like, what can I do to take myself out of these things, you know? Because I don't, you know, you don't want to be attached. 
And I felt, I've been feeling so convicted just in the fact that it's all been there. It's not like it hasn't been. And yet somehow, like I knew it, but it wasn't, it didn't pierce my heart, you know? So I've just been repenting like, God, I'm, I'm so sorry, but I'm here now and I'm ready to show up. So I think, and I feel that a lot of people feel that. So I want to make sure that as people feel that, I can come in with like, okay, here's practical. <laughs> okay, here's steps one, two, three, just to help you like navigate the emotion and the craziness and fear and denial, because that's real, <laughs> you know? I mean, I even was reading like this thing about it and it was saying, you know, as you're searching this, you're going to go through denial and you're going to be tempted to just be like, it's easier over here. I'm just going to camp out, you know? Yes. <laughs> oh gosh. But so you and your husband, you guys are, you've made the film. Um, you also have a nonprofit, correct? Can you tell me a little bit about that? Um, it's called Share Together Now. And what we really did was we're from an entertainment community and we didn't have the resources to make this film. Um, but we just said, look, this is an important issue and we have the skills and abilities to make this. So people showed up. They, um, they shared their time, their talent, their resources to make this film happen and possible. So, you know, it wasn't just us. It was a Dallas community, entertainment community that, um, that made this film. So that's what Share focuses on. And we specifically fight issues like, like trafficking and abuse um, and, and depression and suicide are close to my heart too. So we fight different things, but trafficking has been a, a very big focus. Um, I see that your husband is, is he involved in politics? He is very passionate about that. My, my husband is a challenger and doesn't know how to back down or sit down. Um, <laughs> so he, yes, he has been, he's been able and blessed to speak um, to, <laughs> to different um, governmental leaders and different organizations like TSA and Homeland Security Investigation. We actually had Homeland Security Investigation on our set. They rewrote my script and changed um, and, you know, trained our actors. It was really um, a blessing to make it as authentic as possible. But yeah, we work in as many different areas as we can um, to get this out. And he's actually been blessed to work with some different legislators and create bills to help protect wow. minors and um, you know, do what we can there. He has, <laughs> he has more of those kind of giftings. So I'm glad that yeah, you guys are a good team. We balance each other out well. It's very, God knows what he's doing. Absolutely. I love it. That's so good. So, okay, so I guess one of my last questions will be, so do you feel that things have been, like there's been more action taken? Yes. Yeah. Right? Um, so you'll notice if you've ever paid attention um, to the different, for the different presidents, there's been a lot more arrests with Trump. Mm -hmm. um, this wasn't a thing with Obama, even though a lot of people were talking about it when he was a president. Um, Trump has made it more of an initiative. So there's been a lot more progress um, since he's come to office. Um, and a lot more people are aware of it too. Like it took time for people to start opening their eyes and not denying that this is a thing. Um, so a lot more progress. But at the same time, we've had people pushing 
legalizing sex work. And there's this thing I have to talk about called CSE. Um, and they're pushing it in its childhood um, sexual education uh, curriculum, childhood sexual education curriculum. They start at kindergarten um, and they start teaching kids about sex. Um, it's supposed to be age appropriate, um, but there's, you know, diagram or drawings and you know you just as a parent I'm offended because I wouldn't want my school to teach my kids anything about that what right does the school have to do that but um, Planned Parenthood is involved in creating it and so they have a vested interest in your child's sexual education wow. but um, yeah you have to be aware of that that's already in 29 different states including Texas um, I think it's in the Austin area. It's been passed. So parents, you have to get involved in your school and you know what your kids are learning and being taught because that is, we believe that's another form of grooming. Shows um, uh, your children to that uh, when they're not ready because what happens is they're going to start researching. Okay, they're going to start researching and learning about it and, and asking their friends when they're really not mentally um, able to process that information and try it out. To me, the only, the only thing the school or any authority figure needs to be talking about sex to children is if this is happening to you, if somebody is doing this to you, it's abuse and you need to report it. Like that is the only thing that... Um, especially elementary school children uh, need to know about sex at all. And unfortunately, that is a huge thing too. Um, but yeah. Wow. We got about that one. I'm glad you said that because I had no idea. I don't even know how to respond to that. I would be livid if some adult tried to talk to my daughter right now or showed her any pictures of anything inappropriate. Yeah. Wow. So when you say that's another form of grooming, you feel like it's just... Well, something that happens with a lot of predators, um, a lot of, there's a huge push for pedophile, um, minor attracted persons, um, the pedophile, pedophile sexual orientation. There's a huge push for that too. So parents, please be aware of that and we need your help. That is something that they're trying to pass. They're also trying to pass lowering the age of consent um, to 12. What? That is, yeah, that is up in several different locations too. So that's why we have to be involved in government because they're trying to pass some stuff without um, people knowing about it. And when we're not involved, this stuff happens. Yeah. So um, yeah, but it's a form of grooming. A lot of predators and pedophiles, they will show kids images and, you know, to, just get them more comfortable talking about things and doing things. Um, this happens a lot over social media too. Um, when people reach out, um, predators reach out to your children. They try and show them images first and talk to them. It's they definitely be on the lookout. And you said that there's a lot of disinformation on your website where we can go and see. We have a lot of all y'all on Instagram because I see all this stuff a lot on social media. <laughs> Yeah, my husband will post a lot about this, um, for sure. This is his passion and his fight. Um, I like to write um, content that will move and inspire people 
to action for this. Um, but the resources we have are mostly to connect you to different organizations to help. Um, we have trafficking hotlines on there. We have different resources for addiction, um, for abuse to help. So. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so I appreciate that you came on and did this. I know that everybody probably has a million questions and there could be things that I'm leaving out. We may have to have you back on again, but, uh, but I've so appreciated this. And I, I definitely can say I feel a little peace just knowing that there are things that I can do to help take care of our family, just being aware. And I think 100% we need to be more knowledgeable about what the heck is going on in our government because I didn't even know that was a thing. I know that with the movie that just came out, they talked about you know them trying to legalize pedophilia as a sexual orientation you're just like wait what who is doing that because i haven't seen that anywhere no, no <laughs> where, where is that so i just want to you know i think it's it's just a time to wake up it's a time to open our eyes it's a time to you know we've been asleep for a long time i think and i think now is the time yeah where the church is going to rise and um i feel that strongly this is our opportunity to rise and when we do a lot of this stuff um, won't have, won't be able to move as far as it has, so. Yeah, last thing, when you're praying right now, what would your advice be? What would the, what are the verses that you pray over this, this situation and what's happening in the earth right now? Because I know that's another question. Well, how do I even pray for this? What do I pray? What are we praying specifically? Because I think there's power in us being in unity in this. What would you say to somebody that would like to know, how can I war over this? Um, I've, I've been hit heavy with the second Chronicles 7, uh, 14 verse. If my people who are called according to my name will humble themselves, seek, pray and seek my face and turn from their evil ways, um, I'll hear from heaven and heal their land. There is a, we have to humble ourselves. We have to seek his face and turn from our wicked ways. Like that's what, um, there's a personal conviction that I think needs to come over us. Um, and repentance too. I, I've also been hit heavy with Ezekiel 33. And it's where Ezekiel's given a vision or God speaks to him about being a watchman. Um, and God says, if I give you, if you see something and you don't speak about it, then the blood is on your hands. But if you see something and you speak about it and, and they don't listen, then the blood is on their hands. Right. But we have a responsibility. When you know something, you have to, you have to speak up or, or you're responsible. Yeah. So that has been really heavy on my heart for the past, um, past year. Just I have the responsibility to speak or it's on me. So when you know about something, you have to speak up and allow God, I'm just praying um, that God keeps searching my heart, anything in me that grieves him to repent of that. And, um, and that's what I'm praying for the church too, for all his people that are called according to his name. Wow. I love it. Thank you so much. Oh, this has been amazing. And Thanks for having me. Thank you for the work that you and your husband do. I'm seriously, you guys are so brave to be, um, I don't know hardly anybody that's doing what you guys are doing right now, what y'all have done just to further this movement, bring it um, just to light. I mean, it's just amazing. The knowledge that you're able to share, all of it, I just, I really appreciate it.
Thank you. Thank you for being willing to talk about this. Um, it's really important. Thank you. Well, there you go. Philippa and to your husband, Jacko, thank you so much for the work that you are doing. I will have the websites and the information on what you can find about what you can do, resources to just kind of guide you onto what's going on in government, what bills are trying to be passed, and small steps that you can take right now against this fight. But I just want to implore you to look into this yourself. Yes, it's hard to look at. It's hard to see the documentary. It's hard to read the articles. But this is this nightmare that these children are having to live with every single day. We owe it to them to be brave. We owe it to them to give them our time. They don't deserve to have no one fighting for them. As a mother, you know, when your children get hurt, what do you do as a parent? You run to them, you pick them up, and you say, it's okay, it's okay, mommy's here, daddy's here, you're going to be okay, we're here, we're here. And one of the things that just kept replaying in my mind as I was watching this documentary and thinking of these kids is that they don't have that. They don't have it. So, you know, yeah, I might have some nightmares from seeing this. It's definitely made my world go upside down. But it doesn't matter because they matter and they deserve for us to stand up and do the right thing. They deserve for us to stand up and make sacrifices. They deserve for us to stand up and say, that's enough. It's enough. And it's time for it to be exposed. So in whatever way that looks for you, I'm asking you to stand up. I'm asking you to be brave. And I'm asking you to make a difference for these kids. Because it's everything. Thank you so much for listening. And I would love if you would share this episode with your friends and family. We want to spread as much awareness for this as possible.